Hey guys, welcome back to uh, another episode of Frog Flicks. Uh, we are back after our one week hiatus, but we are so excited to be back with you. This is Andrea Houston. Richard Edgman. And Michelle Carter. And we're just going to get started right away because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so to start off with the tales of the trade, I'm going to go first with the article I would like to share. So earlier this week, I was reading um, about Black Mirror, and Black Mirror is now going to do a Choose Your Own Adventure episode. And I'm very curious to see where this is going to go. I'm a huge fan of the show. They plan to release in December. Uh, but, like, a Choose Your Own Adventure show might be a little complicated for our general audience. I mean, I was thinking about this before coming in today. And do people really want to take the time to press what direction they want to go in when they would mm-hmm. rather just be watching the thing, like, w- in full, one straight, in one whole like sitting. Yeah. Well, where is it releasing from? What's the studio? Like, it's got to be digital, right? Because you got to click on something. Yeah. So is it Amazon, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix? Yes. So I don't know about y'all, but when I watch Netflix, I'm just there to chill for like four episodes at a time. <laughs> right. I'm not moving at all. Yeah. But I'm interested because I mean, Black Mirror is always kind of creative. They're always pushing the envelope as far as um, like their style and the kind of content. Mm-hmm. So it could. If any show were to do it, I feel like they're the best kind of example. Yeah. yeah. Just be, I also interested in how different those storylines would be. Because mm. I don't think they would just have me like, oh, d- ending A is this person's the killer instead of B. Mm. They're going to be radically different knowing those guys. Yeah. So I, is it Clue? Doesn't Clue? Isn't there a Clue movie that's also a Choose Your Own Adventure where you get like an option A ending, <laughs> option B <laughs> ending, option C ending? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they had a. They released. I believe they released it in theaters, and there was different endings for each one, so no audience saw the same one. Ooh. Like I, it was a different game of Clue every time. That's interesting. That's fine, yeah. I can see with this in particular, they don't want to play it safe. They're going to have a lot of different options of which direction to go in but at the same time I'm interested and I'll probably watch every single one because I want to know what happens at the end of every single and that's know. the thing because when I mean if you're if you're a longtime fan of Black Mirror you'll be invested enough to want to know how everything ends mm-hmm. and so I think it is a good that what Richard was saying that is the best show probably to explore this with and um, every season has been just better than the last, in my opinion, for Black Mirror. So I would be really interested to see how it all plays out and to see if they can, if, if this one works, I wouldn't mind them doing it in the future for future seasons because I think it's a good way to involve your audience rather than just like, just watch, just binge four episodes at a time. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I like about Black Mirror is you don't have to watch them in order and you right. don't have to watch them all at once. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you guys watch the last season? Like I dabbled in it, I didn't like. I didn't have time to watch all of it. Sure. I haven't finished it, but you I've see, seen the see. previous. Well, I think that's, that's the that's the appeal of Black Mirror. You can drop in, exactly. you can see, yeah. like you know, it's like a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. kind of idea. I've I've seen I've seen the latest season. I think they did a really really good job, especially with this last season. They're definitely kicking it. Up. They're definitely making you think a little more about mm-hmm. how we use technology. So I'm really curious to see what kind of technology they're going to enhance yeah. in this choose-your-own-adventure. Is yeah. it going to be like a virtual reality kind of vibe? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that yet, but actually getting the audience to get more involved, not just choose-your-own-adventure, but that your participation is part of their point. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I like that. I'm kind of switching over. from. I have a Netflix story as sure. well. Uh, Netflix just decided to have a new location. Um, it'll be a 330,000-square-foot building in, in L.A. Like, um, it's... 13 stories. It's going to be huge. They're going to move in in 2020. 
uh, and they signed their lease to 2031. So okay. they're not wow. planning to stop at any time. Yeah. And they've moved on to other sets. They're getting studio space. Mm-hmm. So along with kind of Black Mirror expanding, Netflix is saying, we're here to stay. We have, we're a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about it? Um, so actually this summer when I was in Los Angeles, I kind of was near the because they have they have a few studios, but there's one that was Bronson Studios. Don't quote me on this if I'm <laughs> incorrect on the name. But they had a studio space and I didn't notice that it didn't seem as big as I would think. It was also right yeah. across Paramount and Paramount is huge. huge. Yeah. So then you look at this other Netflix studio, it kind of creates it's interesting to see how it's going to expand, and I'm glad they're going to expand, too, because I definitely see a lot of potential in Netflix. And also, it was at the Sunset Bronson Studios. Okay, yes. And they're expanding there as well. Okay. Oh, wow. So they're getting office space and more studio space. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm really interested what they come out with, and this will be probably both by 2020. Mm-hmm. So looking forward, where are they going to go? Netflix yeah. is already, like, dominating as far as, you know, our, our audience, online yeah. audiences. Mm-hmm. Like, do they start moving into actual movies? Are they going to, like, what's next for them? But it's a place I think we should be watching, for sure. Definitely. I mean, this, I think this um, time of year alone, from September to December, they're going to be releasing, like, 20 to 25 Netflix originals. Not surprised. And so I, you know, it makes sense that they're expanding, and I think they just have extreme potential to bring out really good stuff uh, for years to come. So I'm... It's a good thing. It's a a great thing. And I'm excited, like you said, I'm very excited to see where they're going to go and how they're changing the course of digital distribution Mm -hmm. from here. And it'll be amazing to see. Awesome. Kind of going off, also another kind of short story, kind of speaking of distribution. So AMC did their premiere A list thing. Mm -hmm. It's now 14 weeks. And they were expecting to have uh, 500,000 people by about a year, six months. And they're already 80% of their way there beating expectations, beating movie passes, current model. So they're saying that that's going to work. So I'm just curious of like now all this change in the industry of how do you release movies, what's going Mm -hmm. on. Ticket model doesn't seem to be the pattern as much as subscription-based. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, for our listeners who don't know, could you explain what the A-list is for AMC? Oh, sure. So you pay $20 a month, uh, including taxes of where you live, and you can see up to three movies a week. You don't pay online fees, and you get to register for free. Um, and so they're kind of kind of going off with that movie pass idea of just bringing in people, going off concessions for more of your more profit. Um, but oh, you can also see IMAX as well. It's any ticket. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. No. So like if you're if you're going to the movie once a week, I mean, it could pay off. It's uh, totally. Yeah. It could, I mean, totally. I'm kind of more of an old school vibe. It's hard for me to even go to the movies once, but I do love this strategy so much because it works. Mm-hmm. I think it works. And uh, and it and it doesn't sound like it's having all these issues that MoviePass has. I used to work at a movie theater, and everybody would come in complaining to us about MoviePass in some form or fashion. And it had nothing to do with the movie theaters. It was just a MoviePass issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm liking the idea of being able to subscribe to something without any of these like. You know, payment, you know, um, payment increases, and then you can't watch the, all the movies that they promised that you could. And so, A list sounds just like an easier format. And being realistic, you don't go to the movies every day, but three times a week is perfectly enough to get your money's worth and then take advantage of that. You go, you go once a week. You just do yeah. one movie. You know, your Sunday kind of afternoon pays for itself. Yeah. So I think it's different for me during the summertime. This is a good strategy. Mm. Keeps doing well. 
it's a good time to explore it a little more during the summertime, I think. So yeah, let's, let's see. Awesome. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. Yeah, I, it's, it seems to have moved past the kind of questioning phase. It seems to have been yeah. more adopting, and I'm, I'm interested where they go from here. Mm-hmm. What else Me too. does Cinemark join in? Do other mm, places, you know, do right. other theaters start to have this more this kind of subscription model? They like, probably should. I mean, it, if it works. If it works. I, yeah, I know we're all, like, because there's always that problem of, when does you know the first run? Most of that goes back to your studio rather than mm-hmm. your where you get mm-hmm. your cut. So I think you probably get more of an overall profit because mm-hmm. let's be real, people aren't going to see th- a movie every <laughs> week. Right. So there's some movies uh, just kind of money that they're taking. Yeah, and maybe like the more they subscribe and the more they get into it, they might start like offering awards. That would be a really interesting. They already do they, do they, they do that? yeah. So they already offer awards. so you don't get points for your movie tickets, but okay. you get points for everything else. Where normally it's like limited. It's like every $10 you get a certain amount. Now it's every dollar you do. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So there is like if you're already a, a, a premier member, they can transfer that in. You just kind of upgrade your account so you cool. don't lose anything. And I guess that's what I'm more interested in is how like integrated this plan has been. It's not just like, oh, we did a movie pass thing. Let's see if it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's this actual transition of a business yeah. model. Yeah, that's totally. Awesome. So um, the Steven Spielberg remake of West Side Story has finally found its lead actor. Uh, Ansel Elgort, who is best known for Baby Driver and uh, for from The Fault of... The Fault in Our Stars? Fault in Our Stars. That. Um, he's been cast as Tony, the main guy, who is opposite from Maria, in the, you know, Battle of the Gangs. Jets and the, the Sharks. Jets and the Sharks, yep. And uh-huh. this has been a... Difficult casting, apparently, for Spielberg. He's been looking for uh, stars for his movie for the most part of this year. And so a lot of people were saying that they were thinking that West Side Story was going to be shelved because he just couldn't find anybody. But they finally have their Tony. So they're thinking that um, the casting process is going to go a lot smoother from now on. And they're looking at a 2019, like a summer 2019 start date for production. What do you guys think about Ansel Elgort? I love him in Baby Driver. He does he was so good. a great job. Yes. Do I see him as Tony? I don't know. <laughs> I prefer the classic. I remakes can be successful. Mm-hmm. This one worries me a little bit. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Is it going to be more of a modern West Side Story, or is it going to be more of a like an homage? Sco- yeah. Homage. Do, yeah. We, do, we, do you know? I, I don't know. Okay. There's no information based on that. Like, if it's going to be, like, a period-type piece, like, mm-hmm. set in the 50s mm-hmm. like it was. Um, but, you know, it, it could go either way. And West Side Story is a classic story. It's basically Romeo and Juliet. And so it, it could be – it has the potential of being really good. And if they have the same songs or if they kind of modify them in some way, it's still okay. But – you know, it could be tricky if they don't get the right Maria as well. That's true. You really need yeah. to have that good dynamic. And yeah. Which is off topic, but I really do hope they include all of the songs because I'm thinking how they're going to re- remake Mulan very soon and mm-hmm. they're not including any songs and I'm just That's disappointed right. with that. So hopefully Spielberg has a better vision for it and wants to make it just as entertaining as the one that was released a while back. I don't remember when it yeah. was released, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, one, like these Baby Driver, a song that music is so integral to. Mm-hmm. Now he's going full musical. Yeah. But also kind of going off that fear, if they don't incorporate the songs or they're like half in, they're like just in the in the kind of feel of the movie, but no one's like physically singing, mm-hmm. it could just, we could get flashbacks to Baby Driver. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So 
But I think also that it's a remake of a musical. I think musicals tend to be better remakes because there's always additions. People are doing their version of it. So True. it's not like, you know, you're re- we're redoing Gone with the Wind or anything like that. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I think that helps. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how I mean, we'll see. Yeah, excited. I mean, from here until summer 2019, there's still plenty of time to figure out who is going to be in cast in, in the remaining roles. So we'll see where it goes. Spielberg has a lot to do, a lot of a lot in his hands, so... We'll just have to wait and see. Awesome. Okay. I know we have a lot of buzz. We've been gone for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get right into buzz. And we have a lot of recommendations for you guys. Anyone want to go first? Or I can go first. I'll go first. (laughs) You go first. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I, well, to our viewers, if Crazy Rich Asians is still in theaters, I would really recommend it. Just a quick side note. Mm -hmm. Really good. Great representation of cast. Visually, it, it was a fun movie to watch. That's the definition of a fun movie. Okay, enough of that. Um, <laughs> so I've been searching HBO a little bit mm-hmm. since TCU um, allows people who live on campus, they give them free HBO. Um, and one thing that I found, and I don't know if anyone here, know, our listeners know this, but um, HBO does these movie collection lists where you can oh, go search it it's called under collections and it's like different groups of movies you can watch Mm -hmm. uh so they just changed it up too because it's a brand new month uh last month there was one that was like film school recommendations so if you're going to film school these are some recommendations so i decided i would share a list that i found that was movies you can't help but love (laughs) and so this is a whole wide range of films that i recommend fantastic mr fox is on it and anyone who knows me i'm a huge Wes anderson fan Glad that's finally back on HBO. Uh, one that I just watched recently is Fargo. And oh, I love Fargo. I would oh, love Fargo. to talk about Fargo for a I quick love second. Fargo. Uh, well done. I I have to applaud Frances McDermott mm-hmm. for her performance. Amazing. At first, I was kind of a little hesitant because, as you guys know, she doesn't really come until later. Yeah. So I'm just like, where is this amazing role everyone's mm-hmm. been talking about? And then she comes in, and I'm surprised, and because. Especially how she portrays uh, cop. Is it a cop? Yeah. 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 How, she, how she portrays a cop really sparks, I don't know, a very. it was very fascinating to see how she portrayed that role. Yeah, I think you have this kind of Midwestern friendliness, in the, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. like in the middle of the movie, and you're like always questioning, like, is she going to get the bad guys? It doesn't seem like... You, you just don't know how qualified she is, I guess. It's like, you're, you're questioning. You're but, questioning. But it's not just her. It's the whole department. It's everyone. Totally. Right? Yeah. And then you have that scene where she's with William H. Macy when she's on his tail. And she just has that cop voice. Mm-hmm. Right? She sees through his lies and there's just this look on her face. And I think it's like, even as an audience member, like, oh, shit. She got, like, it got real. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I love the monologue at the end. Uh, I will never look at a wood chipper the same. <laughs> nope. Uh, that no. is crazy. But he, but he got his three cent stamp. So. That, is, that is true. Three cent stamp. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you just know. some other films on the list that I would, thought I would bring out is Being John Malkovich is on it, Where mm-hmm. the Wild Things Are is Good. on it, Goodwill Hunting, Goodfellas, Waitress, <laughs> even Bring It On is on the list. So it's, it's a very diverse list yeah. for anyone to love. So I would definitely recommend to anyone listening out there. If you're looking for a list, there's so many other lists. I think there's a spooky one. Uh, there's just Academy Award films you should mm-hmm. consider. Hey, so there's a lot of cool collections to check out on HBO. So that's my buzz for the week. All right. Cool. So kind of like you, I have a movie recommendation as well. I saw Assassination Nation okay. a couple weeks ago. 
really good movie. It's really visually just exciting. There's some kind of cool scenes that remind me of like Halloween and really cool camera work and lighting. So if you're more like in the filmmaking side, I would say check it out. It's kind of a fun B story, you know, nothing really too serious, but it's, I had a good time watching it. Mm -hmm. And kind of going off that more visually interesting kind of schlocky stuff, the new season of American Horror Story, Apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> it's a fourth episode just came out this week. It is so good. For fans of the series, you're going to love it because it starts referencing older epi- older seasons like Coven, mm. Murder House, um, and it's really getting deep in like the kind of mythology of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to watch. Kind of each one has been there's been references, but nothing as tight as this has been. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely check it out. It's uh, you can see it on a- FX, um, but it's good. Um, are there any specific actresses that you think stand out so far? Sarah Paulson always stands out every season. Um, you have the return of Emma Roberts returns this season. Uh, and I, she just comes back full force. Uh, everyone's really good, to be honest. I mean, no one, everyone at this point gets the kind of feel Mer- Ryan Murphy wants and this kind of intense and over-the-top characters. And I think that's fun. Um, it may be hard if you're a first-time watcher because it's kind of... They don't cherry pick. They don't kind of tamper it down. I mean, mm. there's a nuclear explosion in the first 10 minutes. Oh. oh okay. um, <laughs> where, okay. like, most of the world dies. So sure. Spoiler. I mean, it's called apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, I, that is true. But like, all, but like all American Horror Story seasons, what it says on the cover doesn't mean where that show goes by the right. end of the season. Okay. Right. I mean. That's... Have you seen all the other seasons? The only one I haven't seen, Coven, and I dropped out during Freak Show. Okay. But um, I love Roanoke, love Asylum, a Murder House, pretty much everyone but the Freak Show one. It's, okay. I just didn't, I couldn't get into it. The the, I think the strong thing for me is visuals, mm-hmm. and Freak Show went too far, and it got weird, and just like, you have Sarah Paulson as a two-headed woman. Yeah. Evan Peters with like penguin hands. Okay. It's just, it was too far for me. Okay. Interesting <laughs> approach. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out. It's been on my list for a while. Well, it's on Netflix, right? Uh, yes. Everyone but the most current season is on Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to check those out, too. I yeah. haven't I haven't wanted to see any of those. Those aren't necessarily my cup of tea, but I've heard so many good things about them that now yeah. I'm just, I think I can just sit down and watch them all and see for myself. Yeah, I think for people who are just coming in, if uh, if you don't like a season by about the third or fourth episode, I would say just move on to the next one, find okay. one you like, because it just becomes increasingly crazy in that same vein. Uh-huh. Right, is okay. how it usually goes. So, good to know. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, so for my buzz, I want to talk about a couple things that I'm really excited for. Um, in terms of TV, today August uh, August today <laughs> October fifth is the release day for Big Mouth season two. And um, Man in the High Castle season three. I'm really excited for Big Mouth. I thought it was a hilarious animated uh, comedy from Netflix. I thought it was just just so funny. I've seen the first season multiple times. And now I'm really considering watching it so that I can see season two. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be a continuous Big Mouth adventure that I'm so excited for. Do you for. know the the monster this season? No, okay, no, okay, don't no, tell no, me no, anything, no. though. Okay, because okay, horm- it was the hormone monster. Hormone before. monster, yeah. They, they have a new one that's different, Uh-oh. but it, there's a new one that exists. I've oh seen it. Oh, oh it's so good. It's good. What? I'm, I, I mean? that show is not for everyone. 
I no, will say. That's and true. I've seen the pilot and that was enough for me. Oh, okay. Um, but I know it kind of goes off the Rick and Morty vibe a little bit. I would say it's less it's more it's more silly than Rick and Morty. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't think that it's it's right. It just is a story about kids that like they're more arrogant, but like the show isn't arrogant. What about um Bojack Horsing? Is it like that too? Um like if Bojack Horseman's like they're very similar in like kind of tone, but Bojack's more depressing, right? Yeah. But like mm-hmm. they're both kind of smart asses, and mm-hmm. then like it's more the, the the format I would say. Cool. Um, are you a friend of like Nick Kroll at all or John Mulaney? Mm. See, though I love. <laughs> I like Nick Kroll. Big fan of Oh Hello, and so mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just. Some things aren't for everyone. No, yeah. so that's the benefit of Netflix. That's yes. the benefit of Netflix is because there's so many varieties, and once you start watching one thing, they recommend a whole list of other things mm-hmm. for you, which is the really cool thing about Netflix. Choose your own playlist. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Choose, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Um, and so the other one is Man in the High Castle. It's from Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Uh, it's based on a book. Uh, this is going to be the third season, and it's been a couple years since the first two came out. And... That's also not for everyone. It's a very historically weighted show, but it's in a dystopia. It's it's about what uh, if America hadn't been involved in World War II. Well, it's, it's if we lost it. So it, right. you have uh, Nazis in Germany on the East Coast. You have the of rise, America. You yep. have Japan and the Rising Sun on the West on Coast, the West and Coast. kind of no man's land in the middle. Like Colorado yeah. area is the no man's land. And then yeah. what's kind of the breadbasket of America really is the, the kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, but what's this season about? Like, do you know, or is it just they kind of release a trailer? Or, um, I, I know that there's a, it, for everybody who's interested, there's a 30-minute recap of both season both seasons on, out on YouTube, so you can go back and watch that. Um, but I do know that the, at the end of season two, they kind of touched on the topic of, like, time travel. There were a lot of characters that were discussed in season one who mysteriously, kind of spoiler, mysteriously appear at the end of season two, and they had long thought that these people were dead. And so they're, they're in season three, they're going to be exploring this whole time travel issue um, with bringing back characters and then, you know, killing off others, apparently. For, so I read, and I'm not happy about that. But um, the one thing that I, I read, a big recommendation was just to watch it a little bit at a time. Apparently, this season is a little bit heavier than the rest. Um, and season two was already a little bit slower than I was um, comfortable with. And so season three, you have to kind of approach it a little bit at a time so you don't get overwhelmed with how it can be kind of confusing. Very Westworld season two. Yes. If you saw, did you see West, the second season of Westworld? I still haven't seen the second season. Okay. If, uh, did you see it the second season of Westworld? Have not yet. Okay. In that one, I felt very – it's a lot of – Time travel of there's an you know we're going in memories and yes, there's a character who has kind that. of a, a a temporal problem of he doesn't know when memories are real and when are fake and okay. kind of that movie that show was a very one where you had to like I need a, an hour to digest it I need <laughs> right. to come and then I'll go look what this, the yes. online answer is and talk with people but so that's interesting yeah I'm excited for that one I mean I really like season one season two is as I said a little slower but it was still just as good and so it's since it's been a couple years I'm excited just to see what season three is going to be about and where they're going to go because there was a couple of storylines there that were insane and so I'm just excited to see how that kind of closes and brings closure to it and then one more thing I wanted to talk about just bring up briefly is uh, this was a big trailer week 
and the trailer for Rocket Man came out with Taron Egerton playing yes. Elton John. The trailer for the new Sabrina show on Netflix came out. Okay. With you know giving it a dark spin to the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. version that we all know with Melissa Joan Hart. But the one I'm really excited for is the new Vice trailer. Oh, it's yes. it's amazing. It's yes. amazing. That's the one uh, directed by Adam McKay with Christian Bale playing uh, Dick Cheney, and he's gained like. 50 pounds for the it's role. I almost did, transformation. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize him in the trailer for a moment. He was it was insane. He looks completely different, but the trailer as a whole is just I'm I was mind blown. It was so good. I think him and Amy Adams will be two to watch out oh, for mm-hmm. for sure in that film. I don't I just want to say Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld yes. is perfect. And Sam Rockwell is George W. Bush. Maybe, <laughs> really maybe my favorite performance from him. Yeah. I mean, I loved Three Billboards, but Three I Billboards. think this is greater. I think this is going to be something to look out for. And it's an interesting story. We're kind of now getting movies that are a little closer to when we were born mm-hmm. as individuals. Yeah. I also think he, got, he did the big short a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I feel like this is in a similar vein, but he's far more confident just to make it a normal movie. Because in mm-hmm. the big short, you had those four segments where they would like come out and explain things and it felt disjointed. But now he has confidence just to be like, this is the plot. This is what happened. Now I'm going to put my little spin on it a little bit. Yeah, and with the big short, I mean, it, it definitely sets like a tone, just like a satirical, comedic, ironic, but real tone on, I mean, tone on something real. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm excited because we know it's not going to be just the flat-out story. There's going to be so much more nuance to it, and it's going to be slightly, you know, Naughty, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking when <laughs> the, the trailer, you have the smile on Dick Cheney. Yeah. Of like, he knows what he's doing. Oh, yes, he and, does. And that's what I, that is what intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, I, it's not like a, a kind of cold fact thing. It's right. like, it's, you're kind of brought into this. Totally. And he, he says himself, I'm going to take care of the mundane. <laughs> you know, this these things that nobody wants to do for you, George. I'll, yeah. I'll be the we'll, person. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we just have a few more minutes, and I thought we would do a kind of interesting question answer. We talked about it a little beforehand, but which film do you think is going to be more successful this weekend? Venom or Stars Born, and why? So I think Venom will win the weekend, but this Star is Born is going to win overall in like the history of the movie. Because I've heard you know reports uh, that it's not that great. Tom Hardy said his best, his favorite forty minutes were cut out of Venom. He said that on Twitter. So Uh-oh. that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, also, they decide to cover his face for the whole movie pretty much. I don't yeah. know if that's a smart move. I mean, mm-hmm. are we surprised his face is always but, covered? Yeah. And it's also been interesting to see the the. Fan, the stand fights online because all I the late all those. the Lady Gaga stands were like, "Do not watch Venom this weekend because we all need to go out and see." They purposely gave poor reviews to yes, Venom, yes. So people would go see Stars Born this weekend. Yeah, and so <laughs> I'm not complaining, but I think, I think in the long funny. run, what Richard's saying, a Stars Born is going to do better, and I think it's going to be from the reviews. It just sounds like it's a strong movie and it's a strong contender. So I think in the long run, more people are going to come out slowly to watch that one. Venom is in a lot of more theaters this weekend. Uh, that is for True. sure. And yeah. as we know, it didn't do so hot with reviews. Mm-mm. Very low with Rotten Tomato. Very, yeah, very, very low. low. 
Uh, and then you have Star is Born, which is, on the other hand, really higher reviews, but a lot less theaters. There's still quite, it's in the thousands. It's, yeah, it's quite, I, a vlo- uh, quite a lot. And that probably has to do with um, the film festival treatment. It's oh, yeah. been released in several uh, film festivals, so they're taking it slow with their, you know, amount of theaters they're including on their opening day. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets like a re-release or something like that, if it gets Oscar buzz. Because oh. mm-hmm. it has potential mm-hmm. for it, but it's on that fine line of, do you give it to Bradley Cooper because it's his first time, or do right. you just kind of give it a nod rather yeah. than a full, you know, recommendation? I mm-hmm. definitely think A Star Is Born will be the way better movie, and will in future weeks definitely shine. Uh, I think Venom's going to go down real quick. I know a lot of people are going to go see it, and I, like Richard said, I definitely think it's going to win the box office this weekend. But I would say keep an eye on Star is Born. That's going to be a really great contender with Oscar season coming yeah. up. Also Vice, when that comes out, that will mm-hmm. be a really good one. I know Oscar season is coming, and I'm coming. so excited. Ever I bet sooner. you guys are too. Yeah, there's a couple on my list that I think are going to make it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's all the time we have today. Don't forget to check out Frog Flicks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And anything else y'all like to add? All our reviews on TCU 360 and more upcoming this week. Awesome. And you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, spectacular week. Bye. 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 Bye.